Limelight stands against a purple and black background. In his arms is an unconscious Lady Midnight, as if in a reverse pieta. The shadows that surround her fade into mist around her body. The title of this issue reads, Secrets Revealed. Sometimes the truth can hit much harder than any punch. opening panels kind of come in like you can tell it's the same artist that's been doing this but it looks like they're trying to also imitate a a different artist style like it was a different artist working on a previous line and they're trying to recreate that but with their own like flourishes it opens on this uh kind of large uh compound i suppose it would be there's a a uh, tall office building in the background, and over the uh, door on it, uh, you see over the over the door Aegis, and then it kind of pans over, and there is like a big grass field, and uh, there is what looks like a uh, college-style dormitory building. Uh, it would like move into one of the windows, and. Inside of that window, you see someone, they've got a uh, blonde person, they've got a side shave, and I think it's still kind of uh, drawn in a way that's kind of like obscuring their face, like they're laying on their bed reading uh, reading a book, and they've got on this like white suit with, uh, you know, red gloves Uh, there's some yellows in there as well. And yeah, they're just kind of like hanging out in their room, just reading a book. Uh, from there, you see, uh, the door kind of flings open and there's this, uh, shorter, like early teens kid, kind of, uh, greasy looking like short black hair runs in and, uh, they've got this little like, uh, like, Neo Geo kind of handheld thing in their hand, and they're just, like, they have on, like, not, like, tattered, but definitely not just, like, not really, like, uh, well-taken-care-of clothes, and they're just, like, they run in, and they start yelling, and they're like, hey, hey, we've, we've got, we've got a mission. It's like, okay, Sydney, where are we going? Like, well, we've got to go deal with this homecoming thing and like we're going to a homecoming and it kind of flashes from there um they're at you know they're all like kind of dressed up nicely uh still kind of like shot from the back the jack the jackrabbit character um is in like this nice looking suit the Sydney from earlier is running around. You see a couple other people that Jack focuses on. Those look to be the old members of their team. There's a uh, there's a cute looking um, Filipino girl who you know she looks like she's just easily fitting right in, talking to the 
uh, popular kids at this dance. Uh, there's another well, there's another kid who's you know, kind of got this red hair, looks extremely handsome, like almost as if it was like some sort of supernatural handsomeness to them. And but they're looking very awkward and just kind of like looking around, like okay, where's the danger here? And uh, Jack walks off to the restrooms, and I don't think there's a whole lot of conference like talking in this part. I think it just like kind of gets into like a montage. It gets into a uh, this other figure in shadow holding a hand up to Jack. Uh, there's like this purplish energy that surrounds them, and like. They're trying to, like, hold out their hands, which make doesn't make a whole lot of sense because what you've known of Jackrabbit, their power speed, looks like they're trying to, like, hold out their hands and hit them with something, but nothing's happening. And it's just kind of those similar scenes again where this person is keeping Jackrabbit powerless and putting either Jackrabbit or other people in danger. Interspliced between those... It's scenes of Jack just writing, like, writing down stuff like, how do I fix this? How do I make them a friend? And you see them start baking, like, kolache. And eventually the dialogue does come back, where Jack is just uh, facing them down. You start to see uh, the shadows of the person. It looks like uh, they're... This person has, like, Eastern European features, um, like, real pale, and just, like, we're tied together. We're, we're meant to be together forever. We're meant, our destinies are tied together. And I'm tired of living these loops. I'm tired of doing this over and over again. So, you want out of these loops just as bad as I do. So let's, let's end them. And you see Jack say, We can end them, but not like this. Stop fighting me. Start working with me. Stop. Stop. I know, I know you feel so much hurt. This isn't going to solve anything or make any of, the, of it less painful. And who knows if this is even going to work. Let's work together to solve it. And you see them hold out this basket of kolache towards the other person. And and I think the, f the scene starts to come back. And as the camera turns and you're just about to actually see Jack's face, the next panel is looking at the uh, holographic image of Straw. And Jack's just there thinking, like, I hope, I hope Straw and Juno are doing good. I'm really getting, uh, I don't know how how long this is going to be believable for for his mama when we, she gets on the call. In front of you, you see the holographic image of Morgrath the Blood Comet, um, Ascendant of the Zarel, pop up in front of you. So you see the family resemblance between uh, Morgrath and, uh, and um, Stravix um, as she pops up larger than life in front of you. Um, she regards the group curiously. Uh, the group, the 
being uh, Dr. Quantum Jackrabbit, who looks like Stravix, um, her literal child, uh, Alzreth, Alzreth, the Hand of the Comet, um, Asbel, and Ezra. Um, back at Stravix's ship, we have Stravix and Juno. So she pops up in front of you, uh, looking over the group and also the, uh, the science officers who are, uh, milling about. And, uh, she says, uh, what have you contacted me to tell me to Alzrith? And you can see, uh, Jackrabbit, it probably makes you a little nervous. She is definitely eyeing you and she does not look particularly happy. That's just how she always looks at Straw. Yeah, this is, this is what the Zrel call affection, I guess. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and uh, Alzrith, uh, so, so uh, Alzrith says, ah, Ascendant, yes. As we have approached Earth, we have uh, found the War Prince, as you demanded, and we have been taking readings. I am afraid that the threat that Stravix has outlined for us is, in fact, uh, it does seem to be real, and the planet appears to be incredibly dangerous. So uh, the Ascendant looks down at all of you, um, and she's regarding Fake Straw. I guess that that's how we'll identify him now. Is uh, she, She's regarding Fake Straw somewhat curiously, um, and uh, she says... My, how remarkable. And you've survived an entire Earth year of this on your own. Is that correct? Yes, Ascendant. The As I began my initial readings of this planet, I saw that the power levels here had been surprisingly high given the intelligence that we had had previously. One of the reasons that I have been so hesitant in sending you information has been due to a plan of subterfuge that I have been enacting. I have been focused on ingratiating myself within the ranks of some of the younger, more impressionable members of the society and have been acting in a more heroic manner. My plan in this regard has been to not only study the heroes, but also the villains, as I imagine there is a strong possibility that they would team up in the event of an invasion, as those villains would prefer to have Sol rule over this planet than bowing to another outside force. Many villains constantly fight each other, because of this very fact. While engaging in my subterfuge, I discovered a strong power source as well, which due to research of what was available in archaic tomes here on this planet, and cross-referencing with what the Zarel Ascendancy had known previously, I believed it was evidence of the Galaxy Eater. I wanted to have everything confirmed before I sent these reports and have the plan in place so that way I did not cause the unnecessary death of Zorel uh, military troops. How interesting. 
I think that you still perhaps need some work on your tactics, but if you have truly been able to survive in such a hostile environment, I think that that might be something to be commended. One of the scientists nudges um, Alsrith. Nick, why did you give me these silly alien names that I can't say? <laughs> I have no regrets. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> this is the show. <laughs> and uh, so one of the scientists nudges uh, Alsrith and... Um, uh, and uh, he tries to shoo the scientist away, but the scientist is, is fairly insistent. And uh, they're whispering to each other. Um, up pops a reading that you can see uh, the solar system in the general galaxy. Um, there are, uh, you guys can tell by how the charts have, uh, have changed in front of you before that there seems to be some sort of a weird readings. Uh, these readings do not have the fuchsia glow of Juno's um, of Juno's uh, influence on the system, but they do appear to be uh, red readings that they're trying to uh, figure out. And they start to have a quiet conversation off to the side as uh, Morgrath, uh, Morgrath addresses, uh, addresses Stravix. Warprince, I am planning to come down the next Earth Day to meet you and further discuss these matters. I would like to give you the honorable position of continuing to stay and perhaps observing the Galaxy Eater readings that you have been finding. If we can find the source, we may be able to snuff it out and take over the planet. That is understood, and I am happy to have any opportunity to bask under the learning tree that you provide ascendant. I am concerned for your safety because there are volatile surges that do come from this energy source, and I fear that the arrival of Morzarel could agitate the Galaxy Eater into awakening before we have a fully formed plan of combating its power. I will be, I'm more than happy to meet with you. If it would please you to keep the head of the Zarel Ascendancy safe, we can video conference in a day where I can fully have my plans prepared for you and given to you in a much more formal presentation. Have the Earthlings made you sentimental, War Prince? It is simply a matter of pragmatism, Ascendant. I do feel that my skills have improved over this last year in the art of commanding those around me and having them become agreeable to the views that I carry, which clearly are the views of the Ascendancy. However, I do know that I have a long way to learn before I would be in any position to step in, and we cannot show any sort of weakness in our line at the helm of the Ascendancy. Um, her eyes uh, glance over to Alsrith, who is uh, mostly done with his conversation now, and uh, he says, uh, it is up to you, Great Ascendant, but I do think that uh, War Prince Stravix has surprised me here. And considering what you both have said, uh, she says, uh, I will remain in the system for monitoring, and we can reassess at a later date. 
I humbly appreciate the trust that you continue to place in me, Ascendant. It brings me no greater honor than to know that while justifiably hesitant in my relative level of experience, you are giving trust to the instincts that you have passed on to me. And she says, do not disappoint me. And gives us Relian goodbye by just switching off the video. <laughs> Classic mom. <laughs> Bye, mom. Love you. So, Ezra, how do you and Lady Midnight usually contact one another? Is it just through your cell phones? Uh, I I would say mostly, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. However, like, given that she, like, controls shadows and stuff, I would say that it's probably a pretty good chance that she's able to, like, send messages if she can't do the whole phone thing like maybe she's robbing a bank or making some sort of statement it's gonna be a little bit so she sends a note home <laughs> she, wait 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 she what she like just sends a note through shadows home like hey i'm gonna be late. okay all right thank you and that's why you always leave a note and that's why you always leave a note so okay um something catches your eye um as as this conversation is wrapping up um you see the shadows of the others rel in the room um but the shadows almost seem a little bit disconnected um they the shadows are not moving with the Zrel whom they are attached to. Um, they're moving uh, to what almost looks like a shadow that you have seen coming in and out of your house every day, the shadow of the, uh, of the home that you live in. Um, and they seem to be moving towards it, uh, but this illusion fades uh, rather quickly. But you can probably guess who it's from. Yeah. Okay. Does, like, anything get left behind after the shadow fades? Does she usually use words, or does she sometimes use, like, pictures and stuff like that? Oh, boy. Um, I guess it probably depends on, like, the urgency that the message needs to get to me. Because, like, mm-hmm. man, like, it, it, vagueness is sometimes, you know, just happens. But, like, if it's super important, I imagine she would probably want, like, the details to be as clear as possible. Yeah. So she is, uh, so the shadows, uh, it's almost a blink and you miss it type of thing. But since you know what to look for, you are able to see the shadows uh, very quickly, uh, very quickly spell out there's an attack at the house. Uh, and then they fade away back to normal without any of the others real noticing. Gotcha. The Ascendant, Straw's mom, has has ended the phone call, yeah? Then I am going to... Uh... Just, like, kind of quietly under my breath. I guess, no, I can just think it. We've got a guy who, who can read that stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go, hey, Dr. Quantum, uh, can we just go now? Because, like, I got relatively more important shit to do. <laughs> 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 Fuck all this alien invasion bullshit. <laughs> it's related. It's tangentially related. Um, He he does a brain. He brains <laughs> to, to Jackrabbit. Gross. He says... uh. Nicholas, you're not here. Be quiet. <laughs> For a moment, I really thought that Dr. Quantum was like scolding Nick, and I was like, shit. Nick fucked up in this That's reality. That's one of Dr. Quantum's powers. He could just uh, reach through the fourth wall. He's a fourth wall telepath. <laughs> oh, God. That would be a hell of a mask scare. <laughs> All right. Scrap this game. I have an idea for a new character, Fiona. 
right. Uh, he uh, he puts a thought into Jack Rabbit's mind and his own voice. Um, he says, "Let's find a reason to leave quickly." Already working on that. What's what's this uh, dude's call handle again that I've been talking to? Uh, Alsrith, uh Hand of the Comet. Hand of the Comet. As wonderful as it has been to see you, I must say, uh, one Earth Day is not a long time to prepare such a presentation for anyone, let alone the Ascendant. May I and my team take our leave so that we may begin preparations. Uh, and he says, yes, of course, um, you've received an, an instruction straight from the Ascendant. It is, uh, it is of utmost importance that you complete that now. And he lets you guys leave. And I kind of like think to uh, Dr. Quantum, all right, we got about like five minutes before I like pass out. Let's get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you all hurriedly head out of the ship. Um, the word has spread uh, quickly that uh, Sra is is not as much of a prisoner anymore and uh, he should be respected. Oh. <laughs> um so he uh, so that you all are allowed to leave. So as you exit the ship, what what happens? Where is everyone going? I need someone to take me home like now. Why what what what's going on? Uh well, uh I mean they're they're act they're actively attacking my house. Listen, I can run fast. Let me go. Straw's ship Straw. is literally right there. I don't know how to drive that thing. I ride a skateboard Straw, everywhere. I don't have a license. I don't know you guys are in it. I, th I think you're still in the ship. Listen, y'all go take care of what y'all need to take care of. Go get started on it. I got to get out of this straw suit and let the real straw know that I got some good news and I got some bad news for him. And we'll meet you there. Ezra, how fast do you want to be there? Uh, like sooner rather than later. I don't know if like the teleporting thing is going to be what we're doing or if like the quantum mobile is somewhere nearby. The teleporting will be faster. <laughs> cool. Blazer will like look Dr. Quantum really fast and be like, do you have Ezra's address? Yes, I, I know where to go. Okay, and Blazer will just kind of <laughs> Why? Has not okay. has not let go let not let go of his <laughs> We'll unpack that later. Has not let go of his hand, just kind of pulls Ezra close, like, okay, hold on. And I'm going to use Spark my Doom Track. Going to use my portal to appear in any scene with anyone I want. Um so I'm going to Pull Ezra with me, uh, if if I can, like before, and try to teleport to his house. God, that would be awful if you went and I got stuck back here. <laughs> yeah, they would suck. <laughs> um, having done this before, I will let you do it. Um, you've been stretching your powers pretty immensely lately. You were able to take Ezra to Ezra's house. Uh, you asked Doctor Quantum to come, so he will be. Um, on his way what is uh putting a pin in that for one second what is everyone else doing just around i think straw and juno are waiting for the group to come back to the ship <laughs> yeah where is everyone i hope everyone's okay so i assume then that uh stravix flavored jackrabbit is going back to the ship all right yeah before he starts to make his way to uh to the house, uh, Dr. Quantum will stop Jackrabbit for a moment and he says, uh, I have something very important I want to talk to you three about when I return. Uh, which three? Because there are five of us. Uh, he points up to the ship and he says, Starpiercer, Juno, and yourself. 
Oh, uh, great, cool. Uh, looking forward to it. In my mind, it is clearly, oh, I'm so tired of talking to an authority today. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he starts to head that way. When we arrive at the house, um, Daniel, what sort of uh, precautions has your mother taken if there should be an attack? Like, has she fortified the home at all? Um, has she just thought that it would never come to it? What's going on there? Uh, she's probably, like, anticipated it at some point. So I'd like to imagine one of, like, the, uh, one of, like, in the backyard, there's a dog house. There, We have no animals in this home. Uh, <laughs> because she's just, like, made sort of these, like, shadow, like, dogs that, Aww. you know, if, if somebody ever breaks in, they get really confused very quickly. Uh, because that dog's intangible. That's not how dogs work. And then they get, like, attacked or something. It's not happened yet but you know you've run drills yeah, yeah. we've run drills <laughs> i've <laughs> i've broken into my own house the dogs are a lot less intimidating at that point is is uh ezra's mom like the kind of person who does like you know survivalist preparedness stuff so she just wakes you up at three in the morning like all right so if there's an earthquake right now what do we do let's go the house is shaking <laughs> Yeah, probably not ever to that level, but it's like, all right, Ezra, it's four in the morning. Heroes have broken in. They know who we are. What do we do? And he's just like, fucking what? It's like, it's four in the morning. Turns the lights on, pulls the blankets off of you. I love it. He heroes only work in the day. That's like their thing, right? Um. Yeah. So um, as you approach, um, you see uh, the house looks darker than normal almost with like a supernatural darkness um but you do you do see as you arrive um about half a second later as you're moving towards the home um you see the blast uh that you can assume has come from a phaser gun and you hear all sorts of commotion inside the house what do you do hey i'm gonna go let i'm gonna let go of your hand and then i'm gonna go choke some aliens out see ya wait hold on i'm gonna help <laughs> oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Why would I let you do this on your own? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I kind of just asked for a ride, so I, I assumed you would meet up with the rest of the group, because I, you know what? We'll talk about that later, I suppose, too. I guess we run in. Yeah, okay, so you um run into the house. Um, the, the home that we have seen before, the very nicely set up and almost cozy uh, living room, has now been um, basically turned upside down. You see, uh, you see some Zrel inside, and from the kitchen, uh, you can hear noises and tendrils of shadows, uh, sort of coming coming out of the kitchen. Um, there is a Zrel on the staircase, and you can see one in the doorway facing away from you. Um, you're not sure how many Zrel there are in the house right now. All right, cool. Pertinent question: Did we barge in, or did we come in quietly? Because I'm following Limelight's lead. I think if, like, this were, like, a normal circumstance, coming in quietly would probably be the best opportunity. However, Ezra is not really in the mood for that at the moment. So, like, you said there was one, like, on the stairs and one, like, guarding the door? Um, not necessarily, well, not, like, guarding the door, but in the doorway facing away from you. If you, if you like, barge in and make a commotion, he's pr they're probably going to, uh, to turn to you. <sighs> okay. Yeah, I think, I think that's fine if, if they, like, turn to face us as we're like running up because i don't think ezra would slow down mm -hmm. uh but i am just gonna try to like smear this man to the ground real quick okay 
you can do that, or, or at least you can try. <laughs> yeah. So that would be danger, yeah? Um. Yeah, you're trying to... Uh... I'm engaging the fuck out of this threat. Yeah. <laughs> and I got a nine. Got a nine. That is a partial success. So Ezra's, like, running at them, like, full speed, uh, and -hmm. is gonna, like, jump and sort of grab them around the neck and pull down as, like, a pillar of light is emerging from the ground to meet their face with the pillar. Mm Mm-hmm. Nice. Cool. Seeing what's going on there, I'm going to try to just kind of assist with that by uh, increasing gravity real hard to make his face meet that pillar. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, so you are adding one to, uh, yes, I am spending a team. Let me, okay, you got it. Okay. So, uh, on 10 plus pick two, um, resist or avoid their blows, take something from them, create an opportunity for your allies and press surprise or frighten the opposition. Uh, we're gonna resist or avoid their blows. And then for the purposes of this scene, is my mom my ally? (laughs) Uh, yeah, sure. All right. right, I'll (laughs) I'll create an opportunity for either her or Asbel. Okay. So as you, uh, as the pillar of light, uh, comes up to, uh, to hit, uh, to hit this Zrel soldier, um, his face meets the pillar of light pretty hard. Uh, his, his blaster does discharge, uh, but the phaser blast goes off in a direction, um, not hurting anyone, but probably blowing a hole in your living room wall. And, uh, as you do this, um, does Asbel have something that he wants to do? We're going to hope there's no collateral damage. I want to, um, I've been waiting for this, an opportunity to do for this. Uh, basically, you know when you use Singularity in Mass Effect? I just want to do that. I want to plop a Singularity right behind him and just suck him and any of the other dudes in the kitchen in, and probably a lot of the kitchen furniture, and just let, you know, physics take its course. Alright. I mean, I'm honestly trying to kind of, uh beat them up with the chairs or whatever else gets pulled in and the gravity is okay. probably going to be a little crushing okay um, so let's call that directly engage a threat then cool how dangerous am i oh not very it's fine <laughs> oh, i should have taken the thing where i could use freak for this it's okay oh that is a uh, seven um, so pick one, resist or avoid their blows, take something from them, create an opportunity for your allies, impress, surprise, or frighten. I'm going to impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition. I'll go ahead and take whatever hit's going to happen. Okay. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think that a sudden sort of black hole singularity appearing would be pretty impressive, surprising, and or frightening. Yeah. um so yeah uh they start to be uh uh, pulled out of the kitchen uh taken totally unawares um by asbel um are they being sucked into like a black hole or are they just sort of like magnetically kept in place sort of magnetically kept in place kind of like kind of like that they have like and this is now their orbit kind of thing, so they're bouncing mm-hmm. in and out of that area, and so is whatever furniture got sucked in, so they're probably getting pummeled along the way. Yeah. Uh, they are, in fact, taken uh, pretty unawares by this. Uh, they, uh, You can kind of see that, uh, you know, th- there's some sucked out of the kitchen, um, 
So you get the one on the stairs. Um, there were about four in the kitchen uh, that you can see that were then uh, sucked out. And uh, um, they are like, you know, just they truly did not expect this. Uh, but one of them does, in fact, manage to get a shot off. Uh, so you are you are blasted with this. Um, uh, and uh, you can see uh, you can see uh, all of them um, getting angrier as uh, as this continues. Um, they're clearly like frustrated that this person um, is being so difficult, even though it looks like they're pretty hurt at this point. Um, and one of them is going to start uh, blasting down at uh, at sort of the like, point that they the what they theorize is the point of uh of them rotating around and uh, the house starts to uh starts to uh fall apart and become even more like hazardous uh compared to what it was even before cool i have marked angry because how how dare they attack my friend's mom you can see uh, stumbling out of the kitchen um, is Lady Midnight. Um, she looks hurt, but her eyes are scanning the room, and she looks relieved as she uh, as she sees Ezra. Um, but she does look pretty injured. Quick note: Do I recognize her? What do you think your mom would be wearing, Ezra? Because <laughs> she is using her powers, so I don't know if uh, yeah, I, I'd like to imagine that it's like part of using her powers that they kind of cloak her uh, in her. In her outfit. Like, she wears normal clothes. And then just the shadow regalia sort of over top of it. All right. Describe what she looks like. Okay. So, it's it's almost like a weird sort of uh, fusion of, like, business formal and armor. Uh, Like, it's got, like, sort of exaggerated edges. uh, Like, the, the shoulders sort of almost look more like spiked pauldrons in a way. And there's, like... What are they, like, mourner's veils that that sit over your face at a funeral so you can kind of, like, gaze through all, like, sad and stuff? Yeah, so... aesthetic, I love her. God, she's so cool. Yeah, so she's, like, decked out in that right now, uh, because it's probably, at this point, just so commonplace that when she starts using her powers, it forms that if she's not actively thinking to not do that, it's just sort of happens. Okay. Yeah, uh, this is uh, this is uh, what we see. Um, we also see that she is uh, pretty injured at this point. Um, through the shadows, as you see, like her her hand extend, uh, you can see some um, some blood uh, that's on the doorway as she grips it, looking through. And uh, you can probably also see some uh, some blood spots just forming around her, even with the uh, the shadows of darkness around here, and. Um, she is going to um, point towards the back door um, and uh, the shadows in the room um, on the ceiling, you notice, say, uh, I'll try to sneak out back. Yeah, she just kind of gets like a nod of return. Um, and she disappears from the doorway. What are you all doing? I will drop the singularity because at first I was like, oh, gotta fight someone else. But then Ezard was not on guard at all then i'm like oh 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 and i dropped it because i did not want to affect his mom question mark still not super sure on that yeah it's it's magic powers you knew who you were targeting (laughs) (laughs) so yeah uh you can see her start to try to sneak out the back door um everyone is still uh so you drop the effect or yes because i didn't want to suck his mom into it 
Okay. Um, yeah. So you you drop the effect. Um, the uh, the bad guys are dropped pretty hard in the room as uh, as you know the rubble from the kitchen uh, continues to trash the place. What do you do next? So they're sort of like still in the living room, yeah. Yeah, they're in the living room. Uh, I'm gonna like sort of create a uh, like a bubble of light over top of them that is kind of gonna Iron Maiden inward. Okay. Um, are you trying to hurt them here? Uh, yeah. All right, let's directly engage that threat. Uh, that is a 12. Whoa, look at that. I hit All plus right. three danger last session. Uh, pick two. Um, okay, uh, we will... I'm gonna take something from them and impress a surprise or frighten the opposition. Uh, I imagine that I'm sort of just, like, caution to the wind, hitting whatever's in that bubble, so I imagine their blasters are probably also getting, like, stabbered and all that jazz i'm pretty okay. sure they were made of nanotech so they will probably reform eventually mm-hmm. however it's really hard to do something that is it's hard to use something that's currently impaled right yeah that makes sense and i have to imagine that uh they were having a pretty good time or at least a decent time until we showed up so i i i, I can i can probably assume that they're frightened okay so you are doing resist and avoid their blows and uh, frighten the opposition. Uh, no, uh, take something from them. That oh, being take their... something from them. Uh, yeah, that, okay. that being their blasters. Okay. Um, so you will still um, trade blows here. Okay. Um, so I am going to say um, as things start to fall, um, they start to uh, lash out sort of wildly. And... Um, and one of them manages to um to throw what's a what's a good techie thing that they can throw? It's almost a like a, just yeet. <laughs> um, they throw like a it, it like attaches to you. It's almost like a it's almost like a taser. Um, but it it grabs onto you and uh, you seize up with uh, electrical force that uh goes through you um they're trying to uh subdue you but it does not appear to uh to work but you do take a condition limelight i took angry that's fair (laughs) um so um yeah uh everything uh falls apart um their blasters are uh their blasters are being destroyed um and uh you can see one of them say um evacuate and return to the ship and uh, they start to try to um, make their way out of the back of the house, um, blowing, uh, blowing basically a hole in the wall so that they can all get through as quickly as possible. Quick question. Um, whenever they, they or Straw, because they should have the same tech for the most part, unless Straw's missed some updates in the year he's been gone. Do like do they have like something on their wrist or in their ears or something that they seem to be like communicating with the ship and each other with? Um, probably. Yeah, they have. Uh, yeah, let's say that they have uh, earpieces that they can communicate back to the ship with. Straws cool. missed a couple Zarel Zer- phone updates. Aww, <laughs> he's like two models behind now. <laughs> wow, that's a lot. Depending on the year. Um, so. I would like to try to kind of freeze them and one of them in place and just yoink that communicator away, whether that's through like sort of because probably like through like a 
invisible like hand type deal just kind of pull it out and into my hand they can still go after that i just want their thing um they they like they're you know little communicators are are yoinked um they um they probably feel this um because you're taking something off a part of their body but their uh their objective still seems to be to uh to evacuate are you okay what do you want to do what do we do uh i'm like like hovering over them after they got electrocuted like patting but then pulling back because i don't know if that hurts but like just checking all over uh do you want my best idea or my worst idea uh yes okay we should probably meet up with the rest of the people uh our friends uh at some point in time or if if it's like common knowledge and we know where like buzz nest lives i have words i would like to exchange with the man that is that's very fair i i don't think that that's the best next step in this in this plan emerging from the shadows uh you see lady midnight um she is uh still injured um her uh her shadowy costume drops a bit as she uh, kneels next to Ezra. Um, you see along her arms, um, the sleeves of her sweater torn away a bit um, uh, by uh, by blasts, and you know they have some burns on them. And you see uh, in her her stomach, she's been uh, she's been hit pretty hard in the stomach, and it is um, bleeding through her shirt. Um, but she kneels down next to Ezra and uh, strokes his hair, and she looks very concerned she says Ezra Ezra are you all right yeah I- I'm fine you've got a hole in your chest <laughs> it's her stomach not her chest there. that's like roughly the same area <laughs> um and she says don't 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 worry about me right now are you okay yeah I'm fine <laughs> I got tased but like you know sometimes that happens we need to get you to safety as soon as we can we need to get you to safety you're actively injured Ezra I'm all right. We can both get to safety. What, what, what is going on? What is, what is happening? Is this, is this part of your, what your team was doing? Yeah, kind of. Uh, so my buddy, the alien, is like the heir to an empire of conquerors. Uh, they've like come to do the whole conquering thing. His mom is here. It's weird, but those were their <laughs> troops. <laughs> um, and uh, she says, "Are they trying to take over the city? What are they doing?" Well, uh, Buzznas, the the really kind of worthless dude on the Hero Council, or whatever the council is properly, uh, sold out the families of all the young heroes. She, uh, she sighs and, uh, pinches the bridge of her nose and she says, I knew that they were up to something with that. So, I was thinking, maybe, like, do something about him in the near future. Uh, maybe if we have time during all of this. But other than that, I mean, my team was in the main ship. We're all fine. Straw's mom's not coming. I think she's going to stay in space. It's been a long day. Uh, and she sort of chuckles and, she's, and she says, yes, yes, it has. And uh, you see uh, approaching um, quickly, uh, he has uh, like a piece of uh, a piece of sidewalk underneath him, um, flying him uh, rapidly towards the location is Dr. Quantum. 
the whole fight lasted it, it was over pretty quickly honestly so he's not here uh, super late but uh he is here a bit after uh you guys who were able to get there instantaneously um and uh your mom stiffens upon seeing dr quantum um and he uh he looks at all of you and assesses the uh assesses the scene in front of him and uh and uh looks to lady midnight and he says uh we should tend to your injuries as quickly as possible. Awkward. And where where would we be doing that? I can take her to the nearest hospital, or we can go back to the ship. Regardless, we should regroup quickly. Nick, is Straw familiar with Dragon Ball Z at all? I promise there is a point to this question. <laughs> I'm super, super ready for this. Hmm... Has any of the team, hold on, has any of the team introduced Dragon Ball Z to him? Yes, I, I, I would say, I will point out, on Ezra's bag, Ezra has a little Dragon Ball Z pin, so Ezra enjoys Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, Ezra, Ezra probably has, like, shamelessly copied moves during, like, team training. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Super Saiyan. Then, uh, then, yeah, I would think if, if Ezra has made a point to introduce Straw to Dragon Ball Z, then Straw is familiar with Dragon Ball Z. Okay, so they've got, like, healing pods that they put people in to recover. Would Straw have, like, anything comparable in his ship, like some sort of high-tech medbay? I would think to some degree. Okay. I, I, I would bet that you have some sort of medical bay, um, especially for humans, since you have several of them living on your ship. But I will right. let, I will leave it up to you if it's a pod. I mean, given the <laughs> the mutable nature of the ship, um, yeah. he he could have easily just had like prism analyze like human biology and then create a human a human calibrated health you know healing module. <laughs> okay, she says, um, "I'll I'll go up to the to the ship with all of you. I just want to make sure you're safe." And uh, the ship is probably not too far behind either, because I believe that all of you were going that direction, or did I misread that? Uh, I think we would probably be heading that direction once I got in there and told Straw, well, uh, everybody likes you a bit more now, but... uh... Hello listeners, I am your GM and host, Fiona L.F. Kelly. If this is your first Fables episode, welcome. This podcast focuses on anthology-style actual play stories. This season, we're playing Masks, A New Generation by Brendan Conway, published by Magpie Games. We are eight episodes into this nine-episode story, so if you want to start from the beginning, head on over to Super Issue 1, New Kids on the Block. And if you're already caught up on this season, we have six other full seasons available for your listening pleasure. If you'd like to give us a follow on socials, check out at Table Fables Pod on Twitter or at Table Fables Podcast on Instagram, or just search Fables Around the Table on your preferred social media. If you haven't seen them already, that's where we upload the cover of each issue that's described at the beginning of the episode. And if you're so inclined, you can drop a review on your podcatcher of choice. I know Spotify just added that ability, so... Be sure to uh, drop a rating. Guesting again on this episode as Dr. Quantum is Garrett Kimmel. 
Garrett has been featured on several other Fable seasons as both a player and vocal talent, and he's the basis for the band Northern Weather. Northern Weather has all sorts of exciting things happening this year, including concerts and an album release. Check them out on your preferred music streaming service and give them a follow on Facebook by looking up northernweather-oh. Now let's talk about the rest of our cast this season. Every person on our cast has been involved with another season of Fables, so if you can't get enough of them, go listen to our other six seasons. Daniel Walker and Kitty McClendon, who play our OTP Ezra and Asbel respectively, played the Malgoths on Tainted Love. Dan was also on Curse, where they played J.C. Rookwood, the angsty teen cursed with the mocking visage, unbeknownst to his family. Next up, we have Cliff B., who plays the matchmaker, comedic relief, and voice of Reason Jackrabbit. Cliff is a part of all sorts of projects. Uh, in addition to being on our seasons Firelight and Chronicle, they have been a part of multiple other podcasts, including being a guest on Tales of the Voidfarer. Cliff is also one half of the Nerdcore Rap Duo 2D6, and Cliff has another project coming up, so keep an eye on social media to find out more information about that project as it's announced. I'm very excited to finally be able to talk about it for real. Chelsea Rexinger plays our favorite robots girl, Juno. Uh, Chelsea has been involved in some capacity with every season of Fables, including making most of the art for our show. She made the cover for this season with some graphic design done by Nick, and she also makes the covers for each episode that we put on social media. She's the art director of Project Derailed and also co-owns Plot Kindling Candles. Head on over to etsy.com slash shop slash Plot Kindling Candles to find a tabletop RPG-inspired candle of your dreams or put in a custom order and get a candle inspired by your character. That's etsy.com slash shop slash plot kindling candles. And our last player, Nick Eurosiva, plays the War Prince Stravix. Nick has been on many Fable seasons, including Curse, Firelight Chronicle, and Lost. Nick is also the DM and showrunner of the Any-Nominated Spelljammer-inspired D&D 5th edition actual play podcast, Tales of the Voidfarer. That's always such a mouthful to say. Uh, like this show, you can check out Voidfarer wherever you get your podcasts. It's D&D, but in space. It's a fun little podcast that I'm sure everyone who listens to this will like a lot. And finally, I am Fiona L.F. Kelly. I am a writer, editor, and podcaster. I am the showrunner for Fables, so I've been involved in some capacity with every season, even if you don't hear my voice on on Mike, and I'm the other creative head of Project Derailed, along with Nick. In addition to Fables, I play Ravnus on the aforementioned Tales of the Voidfarer, and I'm the host and showrunner of Big Streaming Pile, a podcast about bad movies on streaming services. When I'm not podcasting, I'm doing all sorts of writing. Um, you can follow me on your preferred social media at Fiona LF Kelly. I'm on some of them. I'm not on all of them. So just type in that and see what comes up. And the final super important piece of this puzzle is our in-house creative consultant and composer of our theme song, Tom Goldthwaite. Tom is an essential part of Super Behind the Scenes. He helped me flesh out the story and gave essential advice on things like how to run combat smoothly. And he's also my co-host on Big Streaming Pile. And speaking of music, additional music for this episode was provided by Purple-Pink 
purple-planet.com. Um, I really recommend going to purple-planet if you are involved in creating actual plays or any kind of podcast. They have a really stellar repository of music that you can use for free as long as you provide proper credit. And as always, Fables Around the Table is a podcast produced by Project Derailed. Head on over to projectderailed.com for more information on all of our shows as well as articles on media and pop culture and links to some cool stuff like our web our red bubble store where you can find some merch and uh you can head on over and find our patreon as well uh, we are so grateful for everyone who supports the work that we do by pledging on our patreon and if you know you can't support us financially it's always so wonderful to support by listening and leaving reviews if you are so inclined you can also find a link to our discord there our discord is a super cool place filled with some really fun and awesome people uh, you can talk about the different shows that we have and chat about tabletop rpgs plants animals sharing possum pictures you, what you got on wordle all sorts of good stuff again you can find all of these links on our website projectderailed.com now let's get back to the show Wait, where's where's the rest of the team? Oh, no, they saw completely through your disguise and they took them captive to punish no, you. No, no. It went surprisingly well. I knew this wasn't well. going to work. No, it went surprisingly well. Wait, wait, wait. What? I, I think I earned you some street cred in the uh, ascendancy. <laughs> uh, like, what? Yeah, the... I, pretending to be you, the hand of the comet was like real impressed with like your maturity level, and you, the the ascendant <laughs> thought that like the bullshit that I was spewing out sounded like a a good and reasonable plan. You, Listen, I'm you spoke uh, to my mom, buddy. I was about shitting myself. Wait, hold on. You spoke to my mom disguised as me. And she couldn't tell? Here's the thing. Either she bought it completely, or she no-sold the shit out of that, and they're just planning on blowing the shit up of us. But she sold it like she believed it. But, uh, here's the thing. The We got some rogue pe- It wasn't just, uh, Hand of the Comet and them fellers coming in. There was some strike forces, I guess, or something, and they're attacking, uh, Ezra's house. So... Uh, we need to get this ship going. Also, you've got a meeting with your mom tomorrow to present some subterfuge plan. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to get in contact with Dr. Dr. Quantum. I'll have him play that shit like a movie in your head. <laughs> Straw is just going to like blink, still like processing what the fuck even is happening. Um, real quick, though, Fiona. Um Juno and Straw uncovered the info about Buzzness and the council and and stuff, right? So like we have like information that like corroborates that information a little bit if I remember correctly. Um I'm not sure what it, I would have to look at what exactly I said, but um sure I, that I, makes sense. If I <laughs> if I remember correctly, I think Juno and Straw like independently of the others 
Yeah, like, you guys, you uncovered. guys definitely found out about um, the families beforehand, and you had, um, and I know that the others heard about Buzzness. Um, I even if I didn't say that, which I'm honestly not sure if I did or not. Uh, yeah, you guys were able to find that because you had a full access of their system files. Yeah, and then on our end of things, uh, I believe the hand of the comet quite literally said, like, yeah, the the hero council member Buzzness has like sold out the families of young heroes so that we can take right. them. Right. Yeah. So you you all definitely heard that uh, the people who met with Alzreth, yeah, whatever files you wanted to take, uh, you guys definitely saw um, like everyone's families getting rounded up, and the fact that they had uh, a lot of information. Um, the group with um, Alzareth also saw them like literally being handed manila folders that you can assume at this point were from Buzzness. Um, so you have lots of stuff. They were they were magically scanning them, and uh, you you have them as well. Well, alienly, I guess they're not using magic. They're alien tech scanning them. <laughs> but it's like a two thousand. It's like a two thousand six scanner. So it like uh. takes for fucking ever. You have to light it up just right. Oh Christ! Yeah. You're on our planet. You got to use our tech. Uh huh. <laughs> um. So yeah. After uh, Jack says that, Straw is gonna say, "Yeah, Juno and I discovered files that that said something similar." Um. So what's the plan now? Are we are we uh, taking the ship to meet up with the others? Yeah, uh, I think I think we should take the ship and talk and fly because uh, the they are Ezra's house is act currently under active attack. Well, why didn't you say so? Pixel? I, <laughs> not Pixel. Prism. That's not Pixel. <laughs> Pixel. <laughs> What's your name? Pixel. Uh, what year is it? Well, hold on. That phone did just come out. If anybody wants to get one, please see me at Salem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're not a real fan unless you've personally bought a phone from Daniel. <laughs> that is true. Uh, that is what? True. Um, We're drawing the so line in the sand. You... This is my gatekeeping. God <laughs> damn it. But yeah, Straw will say, why didn't you say so? Prism, let's take off. Affirmative for Prince. And uh, you all take off um, and fly towards uh, fly towards Ezra's house. Um, so you all are able to get back onto the ship. Uh, Straw Avix's ship arrives, um, piloted by a good Prism. Just as it arrives, it's like Asbol has or Blazer has, like, their arms out, clearly ready to do another giant portal thing. <laughs> yeah, and then it just, like, pulls right up, and uh, the bottom uh, opens up into um, into a ramp for you all to uh, get onto the ship. Um, oh, thank God. I didn't know if I could do that. Get in, losers. We're going fighting. <laughs> um, so you all uh, load onto the ship. You are able to put Lady Midnight into a med bay. Where uh, she is, uh, the nanotech is starting to patch her up. Um, so yeah, she looks pretty injured, um, but um, she is at a nano doctor now. So perfect. What what do you all do, uh, Ezra? Do you stay with Lady Midnight? Or are you going with the rest of the group? What you doing? Probably stay with her for right now. Okay. In which case, as we'll ask if you want. To be alone with your mom or not? Uh, sure. Okay, I'll, um, I'll come by later. Yeah. I just kind of, like, reach and give their hand a quick squeeze and then linger for a moment because I'm a little worried, but then leave. 
All right. Uh, what do the opening panels of this scene look like, Ezra? It's probably just like him sitting next to next to whatever, like if it's like a bed she's in or whatever, just sort of looking, trying to figure out what he wants to say. <laughs> There's a lot of panels that just have ellipses, isn't it? Before he'll just like go, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I kind of blew our whole like thing up. Uh, not only the house, but now like now Doctor Quantum knows and and As knows, and that one's probably fine. But um, she reaches out and takes Ezra's hand, and she is kind of weak right now, but she does give it a squeeze, and she says, "You can't control the things that bad people do, Ezra." We can only do our best, and I think you've always tried to do your best, and that's all I can ask for. I don't know what to do, honestly. There's, like, a lot going on, and in some extent, I I understand what some of my team has been saying about this being, like, way, way above our pay grade. There's, like, a monster out there that, like, eats galaxies and it might be nearby. I'm actually not too sure on that one, but at least kind of knows where this place is. And then they saddled us with a hero who can read minds. And then one of the, our t- my teammates just kind of told him everything ahead of us. And I'm, we're probably going to have to fight Straw's mom. And she's got like centuries on Straw. So she's probably really good at the whole fighting thing. She sort of like chuckles and she says, um, what, what is the worst outcome here? Uh, well, this the galaxy eater probably eats the galaxy, and I don't think we have much to worry about after that. Um, and she laughs and says, that does sound pretty bad. But I think that even with everything, it sort of, it sounds like the worst outcome is that we try our best to do what's right. We've been trying that, and we've had some success, but... I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. If I see Buzz Nass, I'm gonna choose to do the wrong thing. Then maybe that's not so wrong. Is your mom telling you to like straight up murder a dude? <laughs> she is a villain. She's a villain. Man. She's a villain. <laughs> She's a nice mom, but she is a villain. <laughs> Remember, son, look both ways before you cross the street. Never forget to brush your teeth, and murder is okay sometimes. <laughs> Listen, me, me as a mom, honestly. <laughs> I stand, Lady Midnight. <laughs> I don't know if Aswell completely does, but like As thinks she's pretty cool so far. And I mean, after this, I don't know how long, because like you were still like a little bit shadowy, and this ship's got like data on most villains. I mean, someone's gonna put it together, and I. I didn't want to, like, talk about this yet. I didn't want any of us to talk about our secrets until we were, like, way too involved in the friendship thing. And that way, like, things would probably just be like, oh, wow, that's, like, heavy. But, hey, we're still friends. Like, while you were doing, like, work upstairs and I had everybody over, like, that was shortly after Jack absolutely, like, cold-cocked straw in the face (laughs) for not telling us that he was an alien from a conquering empire. Sometimes you have to lean into the chaos, Ezra. I I wish I had better advice for you here. But when you're in the midst of these things, you don't have time to always weigh the moral outcome of everything. You have a you have a good heart. You have a good moral compass. I 
might not always agree with what it leads you to, but I think I raised you well. I, I mean, if we come out of this, I don't, I don't know how different I'm going to be from you. I'll support you no matter what. That'll never change. Can I just like hang out here for a little bit? And uh, she nods and she says, you are always welcome. Okay. And uh, she gives your hand another squeeze. Um, and unless there's something else you want to do in this moment, um, I think the next panel will be seeing what everyone else is doing. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Um, so as Bull uh, joins the rest of the group, unless there was something else you were planning on doing. I do think that while, like, once Ezra is in the room and as has walked away and whatnot, and it's kind of, like, after, you know, hours and hours of going from one thing to the next thing to the next thing to the next thing, kind of the, like, adrenaline and clear-cut path is kind of faded, which was all that was really keeping him going. And he kind of gets really dizzy and kind of like slumps against the wall for a moment and takes a moment to pull at some of his uniform and just kind of check and see how much of the void and space is kind of spread on him. And then puts himself back together and pushes himself off the wall and kind of tries to look presentable and not nearly as exhausted as he is and just recenters himself before he walks into the kitchen the the straws room i don't know we're all hanging out gotta be honest i was imagining the entrance to straws ship was just the like main part of the tower in teen titans with like the the kitchen and the living room See, that's how um, i've been imagining it <laughs> that's that's not terribly different than how i've been imagining it yeah. yeah, I was I was sort of imagining that uh, that they were in the living room area. Everyone sort of like collapsed into couches. Doctor Quantum is there, uh, sitting, waiting for for all of you. And um, it, the space does has reverted back to Strahd's like preferred like aesthetic, which is mm-hmm. like chaotic mid aughts. Nice. Do you have a Tuscan kitchen? <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, I meant like the clutter and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, all that stuff. Is yeah. there a shag carpet? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah, Dr. Quantum is sitting in an inflatable chair. Um, <laughs> uh, no, he's not. Um, <laughs> no, yes, no, he no, he said it. He's, he's an old guy. He can't get in and out of that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, hold, he just flew down the street on a piece of fucking pavement. Yeah, now his now his knees hurt. Yeah, now his knees hurt, Nicholas. He is. I mean, he, he is, is over. He 30. is over thirty. <laughs> God fucking damn it! <laughs> don't even try to tell me your knees don't hurt right now, Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> well, now they do. That you said something. <laughs> but I'm sorry. I was offered nothing. It's something that all we have is inflatable furniture and bean bags. So. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Quanto goes, please, for the love of God, tell me you have an actual chair in this place. He pulls up like a like a chair from the dining room table. Yeah, it's one, it's one of those plastic hand chair. chairs. <laughs> no, uh, I hate it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Do we have one of those egg chairs? You know, the. Mm. the oh, those ones? were a nightmare. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> we had like four of them in my art gallery in college. They were a nightmare. Yeah, I think that uh, I think that Doctor Quantum would incorrectly that judge that that would be the most comfortable place to sit, and then like regret <laughs> He's it. Stuck like, forever quickly. now. <laughs> yeah, they're designed with just not just barely not enough space to comfortably sit. Yeah, um, so he sits there and. There's a kind of like a comic panel, like comic being funny. Um, I realized that that would be unclear. Um, <laughs> there is a humorous panel, well, a couple of panels where he's trying to like shift and get himself comfortable as everyone is in uh, beanbags and inflatable furniture and other uh, aughts um, pieces of garbage furniture. I don't know what <laughs> what took us all in that direction, um, but. It was, it was now, Fiona good. did specifically call out that it was a humorous panel, so I'm speaking to the listener. If you didn't laugh right now, you're listening to this podcast wrong. Fake fans. That's why I've been saying this whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> Follow stage directions. <laughs> that uh, on the coffee table, um, even though it could be made out of nanotech, it is not. It is connected to nothing. A landline phone, but like the you know the clear blue one. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It it is just a prop, <laughs> just because Straw only understands it as a prop. <laughs> <laughs> but it is it is a real phone that he went out and bought. <laughs> he won it with tickets at the. Oh yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, I won mine in a fundraiser when I was five. <laughs> wow. That was a bold move to give a five year old their own phone. Cause I, I knew one phone number, nine one one. Oh no! <laughs> yup, I made a mistake that day. I cried. I thought I was gonna go to jail. I did not, cause that's not a jailable offense. And I was five. It was fine. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so now that I probably do. This living this. room is the worst. Is is the point of that <laughs> tangent? Um, is it like bright orange shag taste. carpet? Like we've established, it's shag carpet. But is it 100%. like the bright orange? It looks like Nickelodeon threw up in this room. Yes. <laughs> See, and the thing was, is that it was actually like a burgundy red originally. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> what did you do to the shag carpet? <laughs> It concerns me that he's not answering. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> oh, man. What did Straw spill on it and then try to clean it with? Oh, yeah. He spilled something on it. And then what it was is the it, the whole thing just got bleached. Mm-hmm. So now it's, uh, it's Amazing. so gross in here. Anyway, <laughs> as enters. So I was sitting there and the, the end of the comment was like, well, let's get the Ascendant on the horn and I about shit myself. <laughs> I can't believe you completed my entire character arc without me. <laughs> <laughs> There's still plenty there for you to do. It's just making up for me. <laughs> I just talked out of my ass the whole time. You you did do really well. I was... You sounded a lot like Straw. Like in the voice. Straw's kind of in the corner, not talking a lot, having a little bit of an existential crisis. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, I, I got something that's, I kind of have to come a little bit clean on. Uh, I, I, I don't really have a Texas accent. I, I started doing that when I came here. Don't you do this to us? <laughs> Just pulling a flap wing. 
<laughs> oh my god. It's just really it's it's really comfortable and just easy to slip into, so I I, I think I'm gonna keep doing it, but it's your brand now. It really is. It is the luck beak problem. <laughs> yeah, we can't change we can't change the marketing now. <laughs> you will stick with it. <laughs> well, it it suits you. Yeah. I I appreciate it. Uh in a in a past life, I really there was a point where I really had to toe the line and it really kind of hit going back to that point. Uh so it was it was really uh really weird, but it also had a real familiar point to it, and I just I I hate that it did. But sometimes you have to tell people what they want to hear, but how you want it to go down. And it bought us a little bit of time at least. Um, Dr. Quantum stands up and uh he says I think that we have a great opportunity here, and we would be foolish to not take it. You were able to infiltrate their ship systems, is that correct? If the Ascendant comes tomorrow, we will also have access to her ship. We're being handed an incredible power here. We can do revolutionary things for the city and the world. What are you suggesting, Dr. Quantum? I have told you all that I have been observing you for quite some time. The city has been taken over by those who do not wish to see the powerful flourish. It is imperative that we bring the city into a new era where those who wish to do so can act in the ways that they feel are right and relieve the city of the sickness that is the city council and their policies. Your ship alone, I've thought for some time, has the potential to take the city if utilized correctly. If we had a whole fleet, our power would be unmatched. Hey, Fiona. Yes. Could I, with my infinite powers... Copy Dr. Quantum's power and try to read his mind? Sure. Mark my doom track. Yeah. I don't know. Asbel's just very suddenly unsettled by how he's presenting this and just kind of... Yeah. Dr. Quantum in these panels, you can see like his eyes are like wide open. He looks like excited and almost like a little bit manic. Um, so you all are, are all probably a little unsettled right now yeah so i'm just gonna kind of reach out and try to probe into his mind and read his mind okay um how deep are you imagining that this is going well first i've never done this before so as was kind of Mm -hmm. just kind of feeling it his way out and trying to like get whatever surface thoughts and if that works probe deeper he is like not lying to you guys right now um he is telling the truth that you can tell right away from his thoughts his surface thoughts are basically that he's been trying to find a moment to present this all to you and it came a little bit earlier than expected but with everything that's been going on um he's ready to reveal his true intentions with your team oh boy I'm going to risk it for the biscuit. I'm going to try to, like, probe a little deeper and be like, what is his ideal picture of what this ends up looking like? Yeah, let's have you unleash your powers here. He's a powerful old guy. I did not expect this to be where we went today. Dr. Quantum. Okay, that is 
a seven. Four plus three is seven. Wait, okay. that's on, just on the dice. Hold on. Um, that's a nine. <laughs> All right, that is still the same. Um, I would like to use a team because I, I feel like this is almost inadvertent, and but to get him focusing on that thought so it's brought further up, mm-hmm. I would like to be like, what What do you mean, like, take over the city? Do you mean just, like, help institute a better form of government? Or what are, what are you talking about here, feller? Okay. Um, yeah, with that um, team added, let me take that down a notch. Um, you are able to get a 10 and uh, overcome this obstacle and uh, extend your senses and uh, push deeper into his mind. Um, you, you feel the barriers. It's not like a physical thing, but you feel just how guarded this man is. Um, and I am probably going to, uh, because you got a 10, um, tell you some stuff in like a series of panels. Um, what exactly are you looking for here? Just like the current train of thoughts, um, as you go I into want his to mind. See- um, what his, like, he's clearly been planning this for a while, so whenever anyone mm-hmm. has a plan for something, they picture how that's gonna go, like, a million times. So I don't know what his mental picture, like, of the ideal situation of how this would go for him is, and, like, mm-hmm. if it's relevant, where did this, like, come from? Like, what is his real root in going for this? Like, is it, because he's acting very odd for it to be like entirely um benevolent you know y'all ever read ayn rand (laughs) oh god (laughs) oh no um (laughs) anyway um so as asbolt pushes uh further into his mind uh breaking past barriers and uh going deeper and deeper into the well that is dr quantum he sees Dr. Quantum as a young person trying to do good, unknown to uh, to everyone at this point in time. He looks like he might be either a teenager or young adult. Um, you see him um, reading uh, book after book about... Um, how superpowers work and like what people theorized happened with superpowers uh, there's even a few panels of him um, practicing just uh, just trying to probe into his classmates minds just to see if he can do it um, but you also see some other things that are sort of surprising um, Dr. Quantum is kind of infamously like not a very dexterous superhero Um, But you see him at several points in these memories um, practicing acrobatics and doing it quite deftly. Um, You see his beginnings as a superhero as he takes up the uh, Dr. Quantum moniker, um, using his mind powers to uh, convince empires to turn their ships back for the the sake of peace. Um, You also see something else, something that you really didn't expect. Um, the panel starts um, from behind. Uh, you see 
um, a hero with a, uh, a skin-tight suit with uh, scales on it and uh, snake heads extending out of, the fing- out of the fingers. And as they turn around and take off their mask, uh, you see that it is the same person that you're seeing in these memories, uh, Dr. Quantum. As you continue to go through his life and mind panel by panel, you see him playing uh, both sides, essentially. You see him acting as a villain. You see him um, acting as a hero. He does his best to keep this secret from everyone. It seems like no one really suspects. And Snakebite stays not quite to the amount of fame that Dr. Quantum has. Um, He focuses on uh, smaller things but you also see in moments where he is just himself the struggle that he has um, he sees uh, the council and Buzz Ness and different people uh, taking over the city and as he sees it starting to subjugate heroes and he sees what he believes to be the powerful not being able to be powerful uh, which is the uh, which is his least favorite thing uh, he really Um, believes in the idea that if you have power, you should be able to use it as you see fit. Um, He, you get the sense that he is very much an individualist. Like he doesn't think that he is like doing wrong. Like he doesn't really want to just like, you know, anyone who's not powerful is like going to be, you know, like, um, like subjugated. But he thinks that if you have that power, you should be able to seize opportunities as they come up. I can't believe the cake was a lie. (laughs) (laughs) You see, you you get sort of like what Dr. Quantum sees as his uh, sense of self as well. Um, He sees himself as um, someone deeply invested in rational self-interest. He sees this sort of like... um, he sees the system as it is now sort of incompatible with um, with the rights that are just given to, you know, mankind as a default. Um, he's been working the system behind the scenes for quite a while, um, but he knows that by himself he can't just, like, topple the system. Um, that he needs to uh, carve a team, so to speak, in his image, and he's been waiting for quite some time, and... Uh, keeping an eye on uh, on the young heroes who are coming up through the system, sort of conveniently seeing that the massive records that were kept on everyone um, were useful to him in many ways. Um, he finds out about Straw's ship, as you know, you see the time where Straw landed uh, a year ago, and uh, he sees the incredible and unknown to Earthlings yet alien technology that has come into the city. Um, he sees this group form all together. Um, he sees Juno with her incredible um, hacking powers and also her, uh, by merit of being a robot, what he sees as incredible logic and rationalism. He very much sees you all as an opportunity for him to advance his agenda, even though he might not see it that way. He, he thinks that he is doing right here, um, but you can almost sense a sort of like libertarianism in how he's like approaching things. Um, or if you know what objectivism is, he's very objectivist. But uh, basically now he wants to uh, burn the system down and let those who are powerful uh, rise to the top. 
Aw, he's one of those anarchists. Yeah, and he's definitely not, like, he's not approaching this through, like, a fascist perspective. <laughs> like, he like he doesn't believe in, like, uh, supers are, like, inherently better than people, uh, than just, like, regular people. But he is viewing it as, like, if you have incredible power, you should be able to use incredible power. Any way you see fit, really. Yeah. Man, it sucks that I'm not here for that. <laughs> <laughs> well... Right now, Asbil's the only one that knows. <laughs> I know. Yeah. How spicy so, is that? Coming out of it, which I'm sure this has only been like maybe a few seconds. Meanwhile, while this was happening, Asbil's nose just kind of started bleeding. And he was just very intently like staring at Dr. Quantum. But other mm-hmm. than that, like just completely unaware, um, kind of comes out of it and like. There's, like, this sudden, like, wave of daisiness, and he stumbles for a moment and just, like, grabs the back of the whatever piece of furniture is in front of him. Because I don't think he sat down yet. He just kind of had just entered when Dr. Quantum stood up. Uh, Jack notices and, like, zips over to help you stay steady. He's like, whoa there, bud. You're bleeding. What's going on? Uh, what? Um, I'm gonna, he's gonna kind of, like, warily look at Dr. Quantum. I think Fiona is stating that Dr. Quantum's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Ezra has taken from this. Unfortunately, Ezra does not know this. Ezra would have been a quick convert. I, I truly did not want to make Dr. Quantum a secret fascist because, like, I, w- I wanted right. it to be more interesting. I wanted you guys to decide if you were into that or not. Right. If we were into secret fascism or not. <laughs> <laughs> See, I knew you wouldn't be into secret fascism, so I have to I have to make it spicy. Alright, so uh what does what does Aspel do? Sorry, I interrupted to uh copy paste some stuff. Yeah, he's just kinda like warily looking at Dr. Quant well, to be fair, he's still in his hero costume, so his his expression is still pretty well hidden. Um mm-hmm. all things considered. Like the the mask part is down. Goggles mm-hmm. still on because those are his glasses. Um, so bottom half of his face, depending on how much Doctor Quantum can read from that, he's a little wary. But basically, he's just trying to kind of re-get his bearings because he just kind of went through a whole mental landscape mm-hmm. with Doctor Quantum, and he's kind of trying to figure out whether he knows that that just happened or not, and then put together what to do now. As so, Asbol is uh, seeing, uh, seeing like um, Doctor Quantum's like deepest thoughts flashing uh, before before his eyes. Uh, you all, as Doctor Quantum is talking, um, he probably flinches a couple times, um, and after the very brief moment um, has passed, he looks over to Asbol, which is probably what cues the rest of you to look over to Asbol. And uh, you see the uh, the bloody nose and uh, Dr. Quantum and uh, and Asbol staring at each other. I, um, I think I need to sit down. Yeah, Jack will help you over and get you in this seat. Uh, he's gonna resist slightly. He's like, I, I wanna um, I'm gonna go to my he kind of, like, starts stepping back, like, stumbling back a bit. He's like, I'm gonna, I just need to step out. Oh, yeah, whatever, do you need, do you need help? He nods. <laughs> I help, uh, as go whichever direction as is leading. Just out of the room, that's the first thought he has. All right. 
So uh, Jackrabbit escorts Asbel out of the room um, with the two of them gone. Uh, uh, Dr. Quantum shakes his head for a moment and uh, regains himself and then continues to uh, talk to um, Juno and Stravix. He says, Stravix, I do not need to tell you how powerful the Zarell ascendancy can be. Capturing the city would allow them to take over the world. They want to do that to gain power. We want to do this for good. Juno, if you are able to take control of their ships, we can stop the invasion and remove the council. I'm a little confused here. Yeah, we could hijack some Zrell ships, sure. But you're saying turning them against the city? Like, how's from the perspective of the city, how's that any different than the Zrell just doing it themselves? This is for the good of the city. By throwing off the structures the council has put into place, we will help every person in this city. Yes, but the council runs the city. How, the city isn't going to see it that way. Is the city truly happy with the way the council is ruling? Straw just kind of shrugs and says, I don't know if that's for any of us to really decide. He looks at Juno. What, what is Juno thinking? Uh, Juno is doing a, a, like, calculation, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, because, like, wow, you know, this, the, you know, oh no, we can't go against the council, that would be bad, right? But also, like, Dr. Quantum is, like, the person that's telling us what to do, so we can't go against him either, so, Mm -hmm. ah! (laughs) Yeah. Um, with a deftness and a, a quickness that you have not seen Dr. Quanta before, he uh, quickly crosses the room and, and puts his hands on Gina's shoulders and he looks at her very seriously. Remember what I told you. You are powerful. You can do good. You have a rational, logical mind, and you know what the right path is. You know that the systems in place are wrong, even if they're comfortable. I, I'm not sure that they are comfortable. I seem to be the only one in our team that even likes to follow them. Yes, precisely. This is the problem the city is facing. People crave freedom. As the council has set it up, that's not possible. I think you may be right. Uh, she she looks to Straw to see what kind <laughs> of uh, reaction he's having. Straw looks conflicted. He says, I think change needs to happen, but Is this really the way to do it? Do you see another way? For decades, I've sought to change these things and done whatever I can to help others. This is the perfect moment, the perfect situation to advance the progress of the city. And what if we can use this to make sure that you can stay here? Would it be worth it? Yes, I think it would. I wasn't asking you. Ooh. No, don't talk to superhero daddy like that. He's gonna get mad. Juno is like oh, Stravix. <laughs> he just goes. I read her thoughts. She agrees. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this would be a coup. It would, but th- isn't that what has to happen sometimes? It doesn't feel right. It feels like something the Zrel would do. Isn't that who you are? No. Isn't that the whole point of all of this? The fact that I didn't want to do what my mom told me to do? The fact that we've been jumping through hoops to keep it so that I could stay here and 
so that I could deflect the invasion that they want to bring down on this planet. I don't want that. And this would put a stop to that and make things better here, wouldn't it? We don't know that. It sounds like we are deflecting an invasion and hijacking it for our own purposes, but it would still be an invasion, just a different type. I don't know what other choice we have right now. I think we need to figure out he he stops and meets Juno's eyes and says, I think we need to solve one problem at a time. Let's deal with the invasion, and then we can think about the best way to help the city and make it better. If we try to rush that problem by trying to solve it with this one, who knows what mistakes we might make. One problem at a time. Uh, she looks unsure, and then she she turns to Dr. Quantum. At this, I am going to uh, say that in our next panel, we see a Jackrabbit escorting Asbel out of the room. Once Asbel is like a distance away from the living room, probably not that far because he is not doing great. He's, he's like leaning pretty heavily on Jack and eventually just kind of, once they're a little bit away, glances over his shoulder once he f- to like comfort himself more than anything and then just kind of like bodily slumps onto jack and slides to the floor and is like patting at his nose and he's like sweating i read his mind i i've read i read dr quantum's mind oh that's uh that's buck wow what are you are you okay he just kind of waves it off he he's snake bite He's all, he's snake bite and but he's also Dr. He's he's been he's been both of them the whole time. And he I mean he's he's being completely honest. He wants to take over the city. He wants to he wants to take over the world in what he thinks is the right way to to be. He want he wants to use the Zarel, the Zarel ships to to take over. <clears throat> This is, um, I'm just at a loss right now. Like, we got the Zarel, we've got the council member, the council members selling out the other council members. We got this guy trying to take advantage of the kids. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think he. I mean, he, he believes everything he's doing is right. He's not. Oh yeah, that's that's what happens with these folk. They think that their big grandiose plans are the right ones, and like, I ain't gonna say that I haven't seen it before, but I don't think he realizes that he just kind of sees us as ways to get what he wants. But that's that's how he sees us. This is just a this is a big old pile that we've all stepped in right now. I want to go back to the part where we were just playing video games last night. <laughs> he just kind of puts his head in his, in his hands and just rubs <laughs> his temples. We never got that pizza. No, we did get the pizza. Oh, did we? The, Shit, uh, yes, forgot. the empty the empty boxes are on the kitchen counter right now. Fuck. Stry ate it so not, quickly, he we forgot. We did not clean up. <laughs> Strahd was going through a lot. Object permanence was not really, you know, a thing. <laughs> it never is. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I'm gonna have to fight this guy because I don't think I just do. And I'm, and if I, and I'm gonna move faster than him. But 
we still need to think about what we're going to do about everything else. And this guy, this guy ain't no help. He ain't wrong that the council ain't helping nobody. But Yeah, no, the council does kind of suck. But, like, just letting people go willy-nilly, like... That's never gonna... Kids don't think. I've been around this hero in far too long. We don't get, like, teens don't think. You give a teenager who's just starting out without any kind of mentor, who just happens to have a lot of power, that's going to be destruction. There needs to be something in place to help them learn. Oh, Fiona, real quick. I fucking hate you. I'm getting Facebook ads for Anne Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) Franked. Game over. That's all I wanted you. I want you guys to Thank you for reminding me to uh, make sure to turn on private browser before I search any more objectivism stuff. (laughs) What if uh, Atlas shrugged but superheroes? (laughs) (laughs) But I am... What Dr. Quantum wants, people are gonna people are gonna hurt, people are gonna suffer. He doesn't he doesn't see that he doesn't want that, but it it'll happen. That's just how If we don't stop him now, then he might use his mind powers to take control of Straw's mom and do what he wants through them anyway. I think he's just suddenly shot up to problem number one, even with a whole bunch of space fellers with lasers breathing down our neck. Try to try to get Straw and Juno out of there somehow to talk to them. I'll I'll go talk to Ezra. Are you sure you're gonna be able you want me to help you over there first? You need to talk to I mean, you need to get them. I I, I didn't want to leave them in there with him, but I, I couldn't come up with an excuse. That wouldn't make it suspicious. He kind of, like, sh- pulls himself up the wall and gives a thumbs up. Uh, I think Jack pulls as in for a hug. As, like, don't push yourself too hard. You're one of the, you're one of the th- good things that make it l- living in this universe for me. And I, I don't want to, we need to be able to deal with all this, but we need to make sure you ain't going nowhere either. So you two, uh, separate and Oswell goes uh to talk to Ezra. So yeah, you cool, make cool. your way to uh to Ezra. Yeah, gonna do the thing where I knock on the door but kinda open it immediately as I kind of collapse and in Hey, sorry. Wanted to give you more time. Problems. Uh, yeah, I clearly I'm gonna I don't wanna ask are you okay because clearly that's that's a no. And he'll just like walk over and like physically pick you up and put you in a chair. Is this the same room that Ezra's mom is still in? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. She's I just wanted be to in the know for too. my own visualization. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He will um awkwardly greet Ezra's mom and be like, Hi, Ms. How should I Mrs. Ezra's mom? <laughs> Cause he's kinda like should I use your uh, name? Uh, or... uh, Eliza is fine. I don't think okay. we need a lot of formality right now. Um, okay. So Dr. Quantum's being kind of really, really weird, and I got concerned, so I copied his power and read his mind, and, um, he's actually also Snakebite, and, um, wants to take over the city, and, if possible, the world with the Zarell's ships by taking over Straw's mom's mind, 
and having Juno hack all the ships and uh, use them to institute his version of what the world should be. Oh. Huh. He's Snakebite? Yes. Ah, oh, fuck. I know, it's a callback. Ah, oh, I had a com- <laughs> I, Ezra will turn to, to his mom. I had a conversation with you. Because we had a sim. It's a long story. I'll tell you later. Oh, fuck. Like, okay. She, what it- she looks stunned right now. <laughs> this, is a, this is news to her, too. Yeah, she probably she's probably worked with him a few times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's like, oh, my God, I dated that guy for a while. No, she doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> He's known her she secret identity that. all this time. <laughs> you No, they, ke- they kept the masks on. Anyway. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it was a real Catwoman Batman situation. Ah. <laughs> uh. But yeah, no, it's funny because the first thought I had when Dr. Quantum rolled up, I was like, oh, now, okay, switch gears. We're going to get Dr. Quantum and Ezra's mom together anyway. No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So what did he like, what what was his like dream vision? Because I kind of need to know that now. Well, granted, the council does suck. I will give him that. But he, he thinks that the powerful should be able to use their powers how they see fit and that there everyone should just be free to do whatever they want face and basically whenever they want and that if we use the opportunity now while everyone the whole while the city is in shambles then we could take over the council and go from there okay uh, that's pretty awful. Kind of, kind of excited that you learn more about that. Cause I thought when he was snake bite that he was saying some real like compelling shit uh, about how heroes are cogs and stuff. And like knowing that he just wants to replace the council with like a hero regime or uh, I guess he never even specified heroes in that. Did he? He just kind of specified the powerful. Yeah, no, that's a problem too. I, I think that he thinks that you know, heroes will just kind of beat up all the villains and everything will work out. Yeah, everyone but then... Everyone can just kind of... He thinks that everyone will take care of themselves, basically. Ah, I mean, that's such a bad idea. Like, I've actively brought up that there's a villain who can minorly, like, alter reality. I feel like the power scaling here is a little, like, in their favor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's bad. You want me to go, like, choke him out or something? <laughs> Espo just kind of puts his face in his hands for a second. He's like, well, that's what Jack wants to do. Ah, yeah. He and I typically on the same page when it comes to dealing with problems. Um, I told I told Jack to go and try and get Juno and Straw out of the room or something to talk to them. I, I, I had to leave after I read his mind and Jack came with me and I couldn't come up with a way to get them out of there. That wouldn't be weird. I mean, it's probably going to be weird if he can read minds. Yeah, no, we just might want to deal with him, like, like today, before we ever do... Yeah, that's what Jack said. Yeah, yeah. Ah, alright. So we got two heroes, or, like, two hero-adjacent proms. We got him. We got Buzznass. Dude, I'm kind of glad that I'm, like, kind of not in, like, a good place right now, or else this would probably be hitting a lot harder. Aspel kind of blinks at that at a moment, and then just kind of reaches and takes his hand. I... I'm not glad that you're not in a good place. 
I mean, yeah, the like when you know, whenever this hits me later, it's gonna be terrible. But like compartmentalizing this shit right now, great idea. Um, <laughs> all right, mom. Uh, we'll put like a rain check on our conversations. You heal up. I gotta go deal with uh, doc. Mm. Doctor Snakebite. Uh, no, I. Because th- uh, that feels like you know what. Quantum bite. Qu- that's ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, let's go deal with him. <laughs> Um, she, uh, grabs Ezra's other hand tightly, and she looks at him very seriously, and she says, be careful. Yeah, of course. Like, I'm not gonna let anything happen that would, like, I don't know, prevent me from doing much. Like, yeah, sure, he can read minds and stuff, but, like, and he's also got that weird sort of snake. I actually didn't know what his powers were while he was a snake. He was, uh, he was not literally a snake. He was, no, no, uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> he was like incredibly acrobatic and yeah, dexterous. Yeah. 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 I don't know why, but like for a moment in my head, I thought he was like poisoning people or like, like, like venomating them with his hands or something. Yeah, he does. He has okay, like, okay, uh, cool, cool. yeah, yeah. You didn't make that up. He does have, um, he does have at the end of his fingers, like blades with like, uh, venom. Um, you could probably, when you were going into his mind, uh, as we'll see him, um, uh playing with poisons and and chemistry and things like that um he's a super smart super strong dude uh and uh yeah yeah like i'm not gonna like yeah he's got the upper hand because he can like read minds but i have to imagine that if we're i i don't know maybe we can fucking sensory overload him that that'll probably we'll figure it out we'll figure it out i'll be careful We'll do it. I won't let anything happen to him. And he'll also look at his mom and go, and and vice versa. Uh, she nods and, and smiles and uh, squeezes your hand and let's go. If anything, like, happens and, like, it... Nothing no, no, will no, no, happen. No, 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 but, like, if you gotta get out of here, like, you can just, like, fucking shadow away. Just kind of let me know where you're going. Nothing will happen, Ezra. It'll, it'll be okay. But we always have ways to communicate. You're strong. You can do this. Yeah. And he'll, like, hoist uh, Asbel up and, like, walk out the room. All right. So, uh, Jackrabbit, you go back into the room. Uh, what do you do when you go back into the room? Uh, I think I walk in with, like, almost the same kind of air that I did when I was impersonating Straw. Like, not my usual, like slouch kind of slouchy kind of like laid back stroll but just like standing up straight power walking like actually carrying an air of authority and just say hey snake bite he turns to you yeah it's uh you you just moved up to number one on the uh shit list there feller no jack that's dr quantum I think you're confused. No, I I ain't confused because uh, this feller here, uh, well, I'm not really good at explaining. I'm just going to speed up and punch him. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Yeah, we see uh, there is uh, there is a panel of um, of jackrabbit yelling across the room and this issue ends with a full page panel of him uh, swinging his fist inches away from dr quantum and that's the end of this episode yes. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs>
let's get to our end of session moves. Uh, Jackrabbit, what is your end of session move? I'm going to go closer to the team. I've got some options here, I think. Clearly, I have the option with uh, Asgul. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of scenes, but just that ethereal connection of same ideas with Ezra. <laughs> but I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to grow closer to... Uh, going to go closer to Straw, because, like... I've directly dealt with his people and his mother, and it's Fair. like, okay, uh, I, I kind of see and understand a little bit better now. So, uh, yeah, I'm growing closer to Straw. Straw gains influence over me. Uh, let me... Do I already have influence? Um, I don't I, think it... you do. I haven't had it marked for a while. I trust your notes over mine. I still have it marked, but um, I have been notoriously bad at keeping my notes up to date. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think last session I might have pointed out that like I've got influence over everyone, and everyone has influence over me except for Straw. Got it. And then uh, we're going into end game. I don't think I need to gain potential here, uh, so I think I'm going to use that to clear insecure. Um, so next up is Strahovix. I think that Straw grew closer to the team. And I think, hmm, because it was kind of like the group thing. <laughs> uh, like everybody, you know, coming back to the ship and moving on to the next thing. So I'm trying to think of specifically who. And I wanted to say Juno, but thinking about it, like Juno was like almost leaning on the side of Doctor Quantum there at the end. It seems spooky. <laughs> mm. Um, I'm gonna have to say Jackrabbit. Yes, I think that makes the most sense. I am the glue. <laughs> <laughs> I think the that makes that sense, especially like hearing <laughs> hearing how Jackrabbit, uh, Jackrabbit's impersonation of Straw went, and the fact that like he was able to trick. Uh, Straw's mom and people and all that stuff. Um, so I think that makes the most sense. I still I had marked that Jackrabbit had influence over me already. Um, does that track with your notes, Cliff? Uh, no, you were the only one for either one, either for having both. influence okay. over you. All right, so then, uh, yeah, influence over and now under Jackrabbit. Um, and then I'm going to mark potential. Very nice. Um, Next up is Juno. I'm Juno. Um, so I think I am growing away from the team. <gasps> Gasp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shock. Ah. Um, just because uh she wasn't expecting to get so much like pushback when Dr. Quantum was like, hey, let's do this thing. And everybody was like, what if we didn't do that thing? <laughs> that was so um, fun watching Juno go through that because at first she was like, whoa, Dr. Quantum, this sounds bad. And then she had to like be like, wait, which authority? Well, Dr. Quantum is right here and he's <laughs> authority. What Dr. am I going to do? Say no? <laughs> <laughs> so take influence away man we've both there. been getting advice from villains 
<laughs> right? <laughs> um, so I have Jack and Straw who have influence over me. And so, so I'm conflicted because Straw was sort of the one that was like, we had the conversation and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Jack is about um, to I'm, punch this man. But I'm, oh, yeah, I'm also <laughs> watching Jack about to punch <laughs> Dr. Quantum in the face. Um, so I think I'm probably going to take it away from Jack. And there goes me being the glue. <laughs> <laughs> I had it for just that brief taste. <laughs> you had it in that tiny minuscule moment before you barged in and yelled, Hey, snake bite. <laughs> Fuck you. Alright. Uh next up is Asbol. Oh, that's me. Mm-hmm. I am going to grow closer to the team. Alright. Such a surprise. Uh I'm gonna grow closer to Jack. Cause They're best buddies. I, They're best friends. That got me right here. I know. I love it. But man, got me right in the heart. Um, and uh, that probably was a necessary, but not sure how he did it will be check-in for Asbel on um, how he's been pushing himself real hard lately. But yeah, so you can move my labels. I think that I want to move your danger up. Not necessarily because I see you any more or less uh, powerful against opponents, but I'm concerned of what your power is doing to yourself, and I'm worried you're putting yourself in more and more danger, which is factual. Uh, And I think by the nature of that, that would also move your mundane down. Makes sense. I'm excited. Just did a flip-flop on the danger and mundane. And I'm going to mark potential, which fills my potential track. And what are you going to get? Oh, I don't know. I think maybe my moment of truth. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> ah, can we simultaneously use those? Can, like, Cliff, Kitty, and I go off and do a separate chat before the next session and just determine how we're all going to use them? <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you simultaneously use them, it sounds like you're wasting two of them. <laughs> I, I was going to uh, just use mine to finally get Fiona to admit whether Dr. Quantum's got cake or oh not. Oh my god, Clifford! <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 wait. hold on. Wait, wait, wait. You're fired now. Recap. Not the hero no, no. deserves. Hold on, I think the confirmation that he's snakebite yeah, it implies that he got cake. That's why cake. I was being so cagey about it. I don't want to say, yeah, he's super athletic, guys, because he's secretly a bad guy. We know he's got a cake. <laughs> he does. Yeah, in the last panel, his his cape flips back just a little bit, and uh, you see he does, in fact, have a dump truck ass. <laughs> That's America's ass. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Leave it to an American <laughs> to turn a conquest plot into his own plot. Ah, <laughs> um, oh, very on brand. So, uh, so you're taking your moment of truth, Kitty? Yes. Yes, I All am. All right. Uh, last but not least, next episode. My son, Ezra. <laughs> uh, I'm sort of torn between like grow closer to the team because if anybody it's it's probably asbel just because ezra didn't really expect him to also be like yeah let's go fight aliens for your mom i was just kind of expecting to get dropped off and be like all right cool see you later (laughs) (laughs) like that's what ezra was like all right cool i'll meet you guys back at the ship uh 
or grow closer to the team because every time Ezra has talked to his mom, he's felt better about like his or uh, grow away from the team rather or grow into your own image. That one rather, because uh, every time he's talked to his mom, he's been like, yeah, yeah, like things are things are rough. I'm doing pretty okay. I've I've expressed vaguely my desire to want to put Buzzness into a body bag. And mom was like, you put that fucker in a body bag if that's what has to happen. <laughs> I don't want to tell you to murder someone, but also I wouldn't be upset if you did. <laughs> that dude sucks. There Proud is an option yeah, three. Yeah, she's not a fan of him either. <laughs> There's an option three. Grow closer to the team of Jack to just fulfill the bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bu- 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 hey, Nick. Yes. You pick one for me out of the two options. I'm sorry, what? I wasn't paying attention. Damn exactly. you. Exactly. I knew it. I knew it. You. I knew he wasn't paying attention. Ah. <laughs> Fuck. We just, needed the, we, just, we just needed the confirmation. All right. Fuck it. Headshot. I'm gonna I'm gonna go closer to uh, closer to Jackrabbit. All right. <laughs> yes. Why yeah. Why are you growing closer to Jackrabbit? Uh, because you know, walking down the hall or like continuing conversation with mom, and then Asbel showing up and having him be like, yeah. Uh, you're you're just kind of saying mostly the same shit that Jackrabbit was saying. It's like hell yeah, hey, absolutely. Uh, I'll, I'll okay, let you, I'll I let you it. in. On, I'll let you in on a secret. Uh, there may have been a point in the past where Jackrabbit may have also committed a murder oh, when they yo. felt it was justified. Oh. So, so oh, what that's you're saying be is terrible. Jack, Jack will one hundred percent. Help Ezra put that man in a body bag. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Jack is going to help right. you hide the body. Um, <laughs> if anything, right. Jack is ride or die. <laughs> okay, so you're growing closer to Jack Rabbit. Yeah, and I think I yeah I've got influence over you, and you have influence over me. So just got I think you got to updo my labels. Well, we think alike, so superior up, and uh I don't know how much of a savior it may be to go commit a murder. I was also thinking about lowering that. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I think that, uh, yeah, I think uh, it might be the best decision, but it's definitely not a savior decision. Let's uh, Hell drop, yeah. drop savior up superior. Awesome. All right. And are you uh, marking potential, clearing a condition? What you doing? Uh, oh, yeah, I get to do that. Uh, I'll just clear angry. I'll go into next session with a... Uh, clear mind. Yeah, clear mind until inevitably Buzz Nash shows up, and then I'll just immediately gain the anger condition again. Clear oh, mind, right. clogged heart, Man, can't breathe. I really gotta, really gotta work on clearing these conditions. However, it is in very in line with how I'm playing as right now. So, All right. Um, and we are going to go into the next session then the next time we meet. So thank you all for listening and we will see you in the final episode.
Introducing Tales of the Voidfarer. Join the spacefaring adventures of a group of misfits in this D&D 5th edition podcast inspired by the 2nd edition setting, Spelljammer. My name's Marco Astorio. My character is a gif Yankee. My character is a doar. Adorable little penguin people. You're Ravnus, right? Yes, and you are. It's a pleasure to meet you. My name's Luckbee Cumble. My name is Captain Valeria Rain, and welcome aboard the Voidfarer. Luckbeak, Ravnus, come on! <laughs> There's so much to see over here! Catch new episodes of Tales of the Voidfarer every other Tuesday, wherever you get your podcast fix. <laughs> that's funny. Wait, did you just hmm? say that's funny and not laugh, Ravnus? We really have to work on your social skills. <laughs>